Welcome back to the Incoming History Podcast. Today, we'll be reviewing the historical accuracy of the film 42. This film claims it was inspired by a true story, so we'll be taking a look at the truth to inspired ratio on today's episode. Well, turns out 42, a biopic that portrays Jackie Robinson's 1947 integration into Major League Baseball, gets a lot of things right. Now, let's jump into it. At the heart of the film 42 lies three major heroes, Jackie Robinson, played by Chadwick Boseman, Branch Rickey, played by the actor Harrison Ford, and the Brooklyn Dodgers executive who signed Robinson, Wendell Smith, played by Andrew Holland. He was a sports writer from the Black Pillsbury Courier who serves as Robinson's liaison with both Rickey and the Black community. In fact, 42 deserves commendable credit for featuring the role of the Black press in confronting baseball's color line, a topic which is often ignored in the popular accounts of Robinson's story. Most film audiences, however, are also certainly unaware of the sports writer Lesser Rodney of The Daily Worker, who played a prominent role in the struggle of baseball's desegregation. While it may be asking too much for the role of of him to be acknowledged, the inclusion of Smith as an influential member of the black press is quite commendable. Much of the film concentrates upon explaining the motives of Branch Rickey, a devout Christian and stout anti-communist Republican, for breaking with his fellow owners by signing a black ball player. Initially, Rickey, played by an almost unrecognizable Harrison Ford, asserts that his primary motivation was color, the green color of money, which does not discriminate between white and black spectators. In other words, the signing of black players would attract black fans and their money. And money was certainly important to Ricky, who in real life enjoyed a miserly reputation in his salary negotiations with his fellow players. Near the end of the film, however, Ricky provides a much more humanitarian motive with the story of Charles Thomas. When Ricky was a baseball coach for Ohio Wesleyan in 1903, his black catcher and first baseman was denied permission to stay in an Indiana hotel. Ricky prevailed upon the hotel management to have Thomas sleep in a coat room. And a distraught Thomas, according to Ricky, then sat in the room attempting to wipe away his black skin. Ricky promised himself and Thomas that if the opportunity presented himself to do something about segregation in baseball in American life, he would avail himself of that opportunity. I guess post-World War II working-class Brooklyn seemed like the right time and place. One of the most pivotal moments in the film is when the cocktail of racial slurs are hurled at Robinson by Philadelphia Phillies manager Ben Chapman. The Phillies manager was so, how do I say this, outspoken that the combative Dodgers second baseman Eddie Stanky told Chapman to pick on someone who could fight back. When Robinson asked Stanky why you confronted Chapman, the response was simply because he was attacking my teammate. Robinson was also embraced by the Dodgers' popular sports stop, Pee Wee Reese. During a game in Cincinnati, Reese, who was a southerner from nearby Kentucky, made a public gesture of putting his arm around Robinson, silencing many of Robinson's detractors in the hostile crowd. 
I feel Robinson became fully aware of the acceptance by his fellow teammates when he got drilled in the head after receiving a fastball from Fritz Ostermüller. After regaining consciousness, Robinson was able to see that his entire Dodger teammates engaged in a battle with the Philadelphia Pirates and pitcher Fritz Ostermüller. Robinson gains his revenge on the field when he hits a home run later in the game against Ostermüller and clinched the pennant for the Dodgers. A slow motion turnaround of of him circling the bases symbolizes the triumph of Robinson in racial progress over the rea- the reactionary elements of Jim Crow. And young black men such as Ed Charles who later played a third base for the 1969 world champion New York Mets, could now dare to fulfill their dreams. A bit corny on film, but a heroic portrayal of Robinson is certainly an important part of the Dodgers' great legacy. Now, this kind of leaves the question, was Jackie Robinson actually hit in the head with a wild pitch from the Pittsburgh Pirates' first Altermuller? Well, sadly, this is one area of the film that is not accurate. When we look at actual history, we discover that the Pirates pitcher Fritz Ostermüller hit Jackie in the elbow during the 1947 game, not the head. The only reason the pitch didn't hit him in the head was because Jackie lifted his arm to shield his face at the last second. Former Pirate Jim Russell later said that Ostermüller had been ordered to take down Robinson. Overall, Jackie was hit by nine pitches during his rookie season in the MLB. Nine. As well, personally, I am a little bit of a stickler for accuracy of representation in historical films, especially ones that say they're based on a true story. And there are elements in this movie that were completely invented. For example... There's a figure of Ed Charles, who later started started with the, with the New York Mets and won them a major league series in 1969. But they showed him as a little boy in Daytona Beach. In the film, Robinson tosses him a baseball from the back of a trolley car, and then he puts his ear to the train track as Robinson goes away. And Ed Charles himself said, well, that wasn't true, but everything else was true. I was deeply inspired by Robinson. I did I did go to the ballpark and watch him practice. But sadly, this event was completely made up and part of the story uh, for the film 42. Overall, I feel the film 42 did a pretty good job of representing Jim Crow era America in that light, as well as showing the rise of a young MLB star by the name of Jackie Robinson.